Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the program for February 8th, 2022, which in the Jewish calendar we count as the 7th of Adar, 5782. I am Walter Bingham. In today's shorter-than-usual presentation, we talk about names. I would like to hear from listeners who you think has the most fitting name for their profession. Maybe your favorite restaurant owner is called Cook. I'll tell you mine at the end of the program. But you can write to walter at israelnewstalkradio.com where you will always get my personal reply. Also in the program is a reply to the overstated settler violence that has recently become a favorite subject of Israeli and foreign media. Now to names. One unusual name that has been much in the news is Whoopi Goldberg. She uses her name and popularity to spout as facts what are really her distorted views. The Germans have a proverb, Schuster bleibt bei deinen Leisten. Loosely translated, it means keep to your profession, to what you are qualified. Don't comment on subjects with which you are not totally conversant. A controversy is surrounding the Oscar-winning actress and co-host of the ABC TV talk show, The View, because during the panel discussion about a Tennessee school board's removal of the Holocaust book Mouse from its curriculum, the co-hosts on the show were opposed to the board's decision and held that the acclaimed graphic memoir should be taught in classrooms. Goldberg differed and made this disgraceful gaffe. Quote, if you're going to do this, then let's be truthful about it. These, Jews and Nazis, she means, are two white groups of people. One co-host interjected that the Nazis considered the Jews a different race, but Goldberg continued, Let's be truthful. The Holocaust isn't about race. It's not. It's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. These are two groups of white people. Following an immediate backlash to her remarks from many quarters, she wrote on Twitter, I should have said it's both. As Jonathan Greenblatt of the Anti-Defamation League shared, the Holocaust was about the Nazis' systematic annihilation of the Jewish people, whom they deemed to be an inferior race. I stand corrected. The Jewish people around the world have always had my support, and that will never waver. I'm sorry for the hurt I have caused. Written with my sincere apologies. It is commendable that Whoopi Goldberg apologized on the same day, although she did not manage to make it clear and unequivocal, without adding the caveat confirming part of her assertion. A vital point that arises from this affair, and that to my knowledge has not been mentioned by any commentator, is that the Jews are indeed not a race, white or otherwise, but a people, Goi Gadol in Hebrew. The scriptures tell us that after the Roman conquest of the Holy Land, 
and the destruction of the Second Temple in the year 70 of the Common Era, those Jews who were not killed by the Romans were forcefully dispersed into many parts of the world. Today, some even claim to be from the lost tribes of Israel. Although there is disagreement about the authenticity of the halachic Jewish heritage of some of these groups, halachic means by Jewish law, in Israel today we see Jews from Europe, the great Russian landmass, Asia, Ethiopia, India, and other parts of the world, and all have taken on the visual characteristics, the appearance of the country or the area in which they lived for centuries, indeed millennia. The state of Israel with its diverse Jewish population is the indisputable proof that we are one Jewish people. Goldberg's real name is Karin Elaine Johnson. She adopted her stage name claiming to be Jewish, although my research cannot find any evidence. While on the subject of names, have you ever thought about names? Why do we have them? And what is their significance? Well, we cannot just say, hey, you. They are the means by which we identify each other, but they also have a deeper significance. In Judaism, names have always been considered extremely important. When they were given, the meaning was a prime consideration of its selection. It often embodies characteristics that the parents wish the infant to have, or experiences during the pregnancy or birth. We use names in synagogues to call men to attend the reading of the Torah. In cases when life hangs in the balance, we even change the person's name to Chaim or Chaya, which means life, hoping that it will help. My own grandson was in such a situation when he was only two days old. Immediately we named him Chaim. It is said that the purpose is to confuse the angel of death. This belief is embodied in the Talmud, Rosh Hashanah 16b, where it reads, Four things can abrogate the decree of men. Charity, supplication, change of name, and change of action. Today, with the help of God, my grandson Chaim ben Pinchas is now a healthy man of 45. We also ask for the name of a sick person to be called out during prayer in the presence of the Torah scroll, for God to bring about a speedy recovery. And when we have lost a loved one and we remember them, we often drink a lechaim, wishing for their soul to be elevated to a higher plane. Ashkenazi Jews never give a newborn name to a living relative. Some fear that the angel of death might confuse the infant for the adult and take the wrong one. Others believe that it might rob the adult of their soul, as the name is tied very closely to it. Those whose families originate from Eastern Europe know that after the Napoleonic years of the early 19th century, names like Zeev ben Salman Kassiel, which happens to be mine, were no longer accepted in Western Europe as sufficient identification. Most of the Jews in countries captured by Napoleon were ordered to get surnames for tax purposes. 
After Napoleon's defeat, many Jews dropped these names and returned to the son of names, but in westernized form like Mendelssohn, Jacobson, or Levinson. It also happened in America at the turn of the 19th to the 20th century. We've all heard stories from Ellis Island, which was the immigration gateway to America, where Jews were asked to adopt Western names before being admitted, and how the old Jew was sent around the departments, and when he finally had a name, and he was asked for it at the very last window, he had forgotten it, and told him, Schon vergessen. He was promptly admitted as Sean Ferguson. That's just one example about changing Jewish names. Some Ashkenazi families have only had last names for 150 years or less, while the early American Jews were Safadim, whose names stretched back for centuries. The adoption of Western names fell into five categories. Firstly, descriptive of the head of the household, Klein, small, gross, tall, Levy or Cohen, etc. Then there are names describing occupation, Schneider, which is tailor, Fisher, Handler, a dealer. Thirdly, names taken from the city of residence, Frankfurter, Danziger, Oppenheimer or Berlin. Those are examples of what one could buy. Other more expensive names were gold, silver or kupfer, copper, associated with names and diamonds. The last category were the less de desirable assigned names, clots, clumsy, plots or plots to burst. Many people thought that their Jewish-sounding names were retarding their progress in the Western world and decided to disguise them in one form or another or change them totally. Cohen became Kogan, Con or Cone. Kantorowicz might have become Kent. By the way, could Kantorowicz have been a cousin, a cantor who makes wits, jokes? If you wonder about my own English name, Bingham, that was changed because I took part in the World War II Normandy landings to prevent me from being treated as a Jew rather than a prisoner of war, should I have had the misfortune to fall into German hands. Many Jews in show business changed their names, by which they became famous. Woody Allen was Allen Stuart Königsberg. Fred Astaire changed from Friedrich Austerlitz. Israel Balin became Irwin Berlin. Al Jolson was previously Asa Joelson. Joan Rivers was Joan Molinsky. Bob Dylan was born as Robert Zimmerman, which means carpenter. Names are a fascinating subject, and I only touched on it. Perhaps you will be encouraged to research the origin of your own name. And last, but by no means least, the flavour of the year so far has been settler violence against Arab and Arab property in Judea and Samaria. While violence from any sect of the population must be condemned in the strongest possible terms, the number of column inches in newspapers and the time devoted in TV news bulletins to those acts have been out of proportion compared to Arab violence against Jews. 
The uncontrolled and unchecked expansion of Arab villages into state land close to Jewish towns and villages is understandably a cause for anger by the population in Judea and Samaria who feel threatened by it. But this relatively new phenomenon by a few dozen ill-advised Jewish hotheads on the fringes of society does little to remedy the situation and is not condoned by the large majority of the peace-loving 500,000 Jews living in that part of our land. In his piece in today's Jerusalem Post, the respected diplomatic and political commentator David M. Weinberg wrote, and I quote, According to an important new study published this week, which unsurprisingly was ignored by the global media, the UN, the human rights NGOs, and even by American Jewish organizations, that over the past year there were 4,000 rock and bomb throwing incidents in Judea and Samaria perpetrated by Palestinian extremists and terrorists against Israeli Jews. These attacks included over 500 Molotov cocktail attacks, that's firebombs, leading to the injury of more than 150 Israelis. End of quote. Only a small proportion of Arab stone and bomb throwers are ever prosecuted, and the sentences are much lower than the law allows. The average prison term for bomb throwing attacks is 13 months, but the law allows for 10 to 25 years in prison. There are more hair-raising statistics of Arab attacks. The cause of it all lies with successive Israeli governments, but that's a subject for another time. Here is my answer to the question I posited at the start. If you're interested in US politics, you will, at one time or another, have seen snippets of the daily White House press briefing, the senior press secretary who is questioned by reporters is Jen Psaki. In Hebrew, the person who interprets the meaning of the Jewish laws is called Posek. Get it? Jen Psaki explains the meaning of the US president's pronouncements. Will Psaki be the new progressive feminine term for Posek? That was my choice. And with that, I end this week's short program. Until we meet again, this is Walter Bingham wishing you a good week. Of course, I cannot end without reminding you that your good deed for the week should be to visit your elderly neighbor. Goodbye. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. 
Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India, and I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dax, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Dax from Malaya Dumim, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.